Hi, book addicts. This is Cheryl from Drug Dealing Bookers here with your weekly fix. Currently, we are reading The Power by Naomi Alderman. I am about 40% through this book. If you got your fix last week from Sherilyn and the week before from Tanisha, you probably know that this book is about a power that has suddenly emerged in young women around the age of 15, and they are capable of awakening that power in older women as well. So in essence, the book is exploring what would happen if females were more powerful than males. Now, like Tanisha and Sherilyn, I think this could be an interesting idea for a book. I do not consider myself to be a feminist. I do think males and females share many of the same qualities by virtue of being human and are capable of doing many of the same things, but I don't necessarily think it's necessary for women to play on a men's football team or for girls to wrestle on the boys high school wrestling team and at the same time you know there are things that I think are better suited for each gender like men are better at mowing lawns and building stuff and women are better at cooking cleaning sewing knitting I'm just kidding. For crying out loud, those who know me know that I love to build things and my husband actually does most of the cooking. So just chill out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I'll tell you a story. When I was in high school, my boyfriend's older brother and his girlfriend had rented the movie Gallipoli. I've actually never seen the film, but my boyfriend and I walked into the family room just as the climax of the movie occurred, which was just this horrific, bloody battle that took place on the front lines of the battle at Gallipoli. At that time, the brother's girlfriend was crying and said, that would never take place if women were in charge. And at that time, I thought, that's kind of a weird thing to say. And I probably rolled my eyes to myself, I hope to myself. But I will say that it also made a pretty big impression on me, so much so that I remember it very clearly and have thought about it many times since then. And that's been, well, I don't know, let's just say that's been a lot of years ago, like more than 25 Now, don't go look up the release date of Gallipoli and think you can figure out how old I am. I said they were renting the movie and it was not a new release. And I'll save you the trouble and tell you it was released in 1981. I looked it up. So you can just put your calculators away. Anyway, this book once again causes me to consider what would it be like if women were in charge? The character that I am most curious about is Margot who has had the power awakened in her by her 15-year-old daughter. She is the mayor of a major metropolitan area in the state of Wisconsin. And I'm wondering how she's going to use her power. It's been said before that absolute power corrupts absolutely. So I'm wondering, will this power that she has corrupt her? Will she exploit her power and use it in an unethical way? 
Or will she keep her power in check and always do the right thing? What would it be like if women were in charge? If the world had all women leaders, instead of warring with each other, would we sit at a table with wine and cheese and just talk it out? Are the wars that the world has seen so far just fights that are fueled with an overabundant flow of testosterone? Or if women were in charge, would the power become the fuel that fans the flames of war? I'm interested to see how and if the author addresses that. Which brings me to my next topic in the fix you get today. The way the book is written. (sighs) I know that this is a book written for young adults, but honestly, it doesn't mean you have to write down to your young adult audience. This book reads like a 13-year-old texting one of her friends. I mean, it's written in these short, choppy sentences It really reads like a text. In fact, at one point, she actually wrote the word, well, a made-up word, cause, C-O-S, cause, as in, I can't do this today because I'm busy. Okay, I get it that people talk that way. I mean, I talk that way, but the way to write that is apostrophe C- A-U-S-E, because. It's short for because. I mean, do you think kids aren't capable of reading real words and you have to dumb it down to text talk? Don't dumb it down. It's okay for kids to be challenged. If we continue to dumb everything down to the lowest level instead of challenging the lesser to do better, what do you think is going to happen? Eventually, nobody will even be able to read books. People will just communicate through a series of grunts and hand gestures. It's okay to use words with multiple syllables. It's okay to write sentences that have more than three or four words. I'm going to read an excerpt from the book that exemplifies this Dick and Jane style of writing that is just driving me crazy. She shakes her head. She says, you can't trust them though. Roxy laughs. What, men? All men? Can't trust any of them? Allie says, be careful. Find women you trust to work with you. Roxy says, yeah, we've talked about this, babe. You have it all, says Allie. You can. You've got it. Don't let Ricky take it. Don't let Daryl take it. It's yours. Roxy says, you know, I think you're right. But I can't take it all sitting here, can I? She swallows. I've booked a ticket. I leave a week on Saturday. There's stuff I want to talk to you about before that. Plans. Can we talk about plans without you going on about how I should just stay? We can. Dick says, look, Jane, look. See spot, run. Jane says, I see spot. Run, spot, run. Okay, so that last part may or may not have been an addition by me, but it's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? And in case you're wondering, the Roxy says, Allie says, Roxy says, Allie says, is really how it's written. I read that just like she wrote it, except for the Dick and Jane part. I've read 40% of the book. 
I hope that next Thursday I can meet with Tanisha and Cheryl in and just rave about how wonderful the last 60% is. But I am finding this a little hard to read. I find myself getting caught up in the choppy C-spot run rhythm of the sentences and I fail to read the content. And something I didn't even touch on, but is a huge downfall of this book, in my opinion, is a complete lack of character development. I have to force myself to read on for the sake of the drug-dealing bookers because there really isn't any character that I particularly care about following. I certainly don't find myself anxiously anticipating what's going to happen next because I just don't know or care about any of the characters. I barely even know their names. So, I'm Cheryl, and that's my impression of The Power by Naomi Alderman so far. Although I feel like the writing is less than sophomoric and really reads more like a really, really, really long children's book, I want to end on something positive. I like that it is making me reconsider the notion of a world in which women are more powerful than men, when historically it has been men who are in charge. I really hope the author expands on that theme as well. It's an interesting premise, and I'd kind of like to get a glimpse of what that world would be like. I've got seven more days to read a little more than half of this book. You can do it, Cheryl! You can do it! I'm looking forward to discussing the entire book next week with Tanisha and Sherilyn over a bottle or two, or it may take three, of wine. I hope you'll listen next week for our third full episode review. Bye, junkies. Thanks for listening.